talking about screwdriver from hit and run phase two although uh, originally it was released as a digital single um on the 4th of february 2013 uh through prince's extremely weirdly named website 20pr1nc3.com obviously uh, prince was giving up on using any kind of meaningful language um, although that was eventually, I think, changed to something easier to get onto, uh, you know, a, a couple of a couple of months later. Also, thirty seconds of this song was uh, streamed, I think, or is how you would say it, um, on uh, the Facebook page for uh, Hannah Ford, um, and uh, you know the, the 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 kind of the it says on there. Uh, to see the rest of Donna's audition, holler at your girl. We got bootlegs for days. Uh, every good thing in the vault coming 2013. Um, so uh, Prince was kind of promoting this in, again, a really odd manner. <laughs> if 30 seconds on like a, a website that most people probably wouldn't even be able to remember how to type in. And, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds on a Facebook page was probably... I don't know, not the best way to go on this. The weirder thing being, of course, that Donna Grant is, is not on the studio version of this, so I don't know why. Um, and neither is Hannah Ford. So uh, uh, Prince puzzling us all uh, by the, the way that he released this. Um, so, yeah, so officially it was kind of released on the 17th of December 2012 as a stream, and then again on the 22nd of January 2013 as a longer version. And then the 4th of February is the official release of the single. Um, on the track, it is Prince, John Blackwell, and Ida Nielsen. So uh, the two-thirds of, uh, of, of, you know, Third Eye Girl that were talked about in that particular Facebook clip are not on it. Uh, but the other member of Third Eye Girl is. Uh, there was then later a remix done, which did include everyone from Third Eye Girl, just to complicate things even further, as was Prince's way with these last few albums that he did, uh, where he would just seem to release songs at random all over the place. Joining me to talk about today is Christy Norman. Hello, Christy. Hi, Darren. I'm glad to be back. Now, as this is your final appearance on the podcast, uh, inevitably, <laughs> uh, as I've been doing with all the guests, uh, you know, obviously on everyone's first appearance, I asked how they got into Prince. But then I think for the final one, I'm going to have to ask you, uh, do you recall, you know, where you were when you heard about Prince's death? Um, or, you know, how you found out about it or, you know, uh, kind of what happened around that time. Sure. Um, actually, I do recall we were kind of in the middle of a crazy election cycle here in the U.S. in 2016. And I was kind of taking a little break from the Internet because things had just really gotten very contentious and a little crazy and I was at home catching up on different things around the house and watching some television, and I hadn't been on the internet at all, which is unusual, and I got a text from a friend of mine, and she said, I'm so sorry, is Josh, my husband, okay? And I was like, 
uh, he his office is near the airport. And I was like, was there a plane accident? What happened? I had no idea. I was very concerned. And I was not less concerned once she told me what happened. Because my husband's been a print super fan for as long as I've known him, you know, nearly 25 years. So it was very concerning. And, you know, I checked on him, made sure he was okay and offered to go pick him up from work. And we were all very sad. We thought it was, you know, we thought we had another 20 years of music to look forward to, even if it wasn't at the pace that it had once been at. So, I mean... You know, then we, my husband and I went to Paisley Park later that year. When Once we heard that they opened it, he was like, well, sh- should we go? And I know it's kind of a lot of money. And I'm like, we should go because what if they shut it? You know how things with prints happen? Like, you know, the website never lasted more than a year, 18 months top. So we should go because what if they close it and we didn't get, get a chance to go? And so it was, that was interesting, fun really bittersweet time. It was so neat. You felt so close to him being in Paisley Park, but also, you know, really, really sad that, you know, there's no more new music. There's plenty of music still yet to come, but nothing, nothing new. We don't get to hear his commentary on all the things that are happening in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, after the election cycle, everything went back to normal, didn't it? So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it was it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, a, a kind of a, a weird to kind of think of it being only like, you know, three years ago. Um, and it feels like so long ago. It really uh, does. Particularly because, you know, towards the end, you know, the, the final few albums that he put out, he had kind of come out of this hiatus of like a few years after 2010. Right. And, you know, seemed to be gearing up to kind of put out tons of new music. Uh, and then obviously that kind of, you know, came to a, a very abrupt halt. Right. Um, in, in particular, like the gap between, you know, uh, well, the fact that he released two albums on one day, you know, kind of in 2014. And then the kind of short gap between that and the two hit and run albums. Uh, it just felt like Prince was kind of upping his pace again and kind of, you know, going back to kind of like the, you know, early kind of like 90s production or, you know, kind of, you know, late 90s kind of pace right. uh, of putting stuff out. And then, you know, to kind of have that suddenly stop is, you know, uh, still kind of very. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, well, you know, but let's talk about then Screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the kind of. Like I said, the unusual thing being that, you know, two thirds of Third Eye Girl were responsible in promoting it in kind of like December right. 2012. And then by the time the song actually came out, uh-huh. uh, you know, as part of an album, which, you know, was released almost, uh, I don't know, like almost three years later from when the when it first came out. Right. If you're talking like December 2012 to December 2015, uh, you know, or, you know, January 2016 by the time the, the CD was available. Um, you know, it's it, there's quite a gap there. Uh, and obviously, you know, Prince, um, you know, was kind of still kind of working with Third Eye Girl. But, you know, obviously when he was touring, he'd just kind of gone back to the kind of piano and microphone thing. Right. And so, you know, it seemed it seemed like he'd kind of moved on a little bit from the aesthetic of, of, of these couple of albums while he was on tour. Um, so it would have been interesting to see if, you know, his next couple of albums would have been something to do with you know, the piano and microphone stuff he'd been doing or if he would have gone back to doing stuff with Third Eye Girl. Right. But in this case, he works with John Blackwell one more time. Yeah. Um, and uh, and 
you know, the song itself, I don't know, I, I guess I would call it like a just a rock song. Yes, um, I agree. You know, it kind of, it does feel like it would have been, it would have suited the, you know, Plectrum Electrum, um, you know, the, the way that it is delivered. At the same time, it features some classic Prince wordplay. Uh, with the uh, I'm your driver, you're my screw. Right. And again, you know, as Prince as Prince is getting further away from his conversion, he is getting a little bit more saucy with his language. Yeah. Um, so, He's I mean, a little more it's, it's, free with the ideals behind some of his lyrics. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't think anywhere in the song I can recall him actually saying the word screwdriver. No, um, uh-uh. I don't think yeah. so either. You know, I'm your yes, driver, the, the, you're my screw. That's always the terminology. Yeah, the con- yeah so he never says the title. Uh, although he does finish by saying, I'm your driver and you're my screw. Uh, so, I, you know, he's that's close to finishing with the title. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I don't, I don't know, like I don't know what what kind of you know changed in Prince's mind from when he f- kind of was was talking about, um, you know, Hannah and Donna on on the kind of original kind of time when this was being promoted to why he you know he had John Blackwell play the drums on this particular track, um, but I think it's interesting because obviously you know we know John Blackwell for being you know mostly kind of like a jazz drummer, and so for him to kind of go full out here and just to kind of do a you know, like a kind of a straight ahead rock kind of drumming is kind of interesting because, yeah. you know, this feels like it would have been the territory of Michael Bland, really, rather than if if he was going to call in a drummer, you know, whose surname starts with a B. Right. Um, you know, if it, it feels like he, he kind of he kind of picked the wrong one, really. But I don't know. I think jo- I think John Blackwell does a great job on this. Oh, agree. Uh, and I, th- I think as well. Uh, like you know the kind of the wordplay and stuff and and kind of the the kind of suggestion as well it kind of calls back to kind of maybe kind of early 90s prints yeah uh, where maybe he would have done something like this with you know the kind of the new power generation um although probably not i mean i guess when it would have been done with the new power generation it probably would have been a bit more of an r&b feel um but still just like a nice kind of straight ahead rock song um, right. And also, you know, this kind of when he sings stuff like, you know, we we smash <laughs> we smash guitars and shatter glass, um, you know, and the kind of people people pay money for the rock and roll show. The big wow before we bow. You know, you can call me CC crowd control. I don't know if that CC thing is just a maybe a shout out to a CC Dunham there. Maybe. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know. This is kind of like, you know, if you don't if you don't want to, it's cool. I'm your driver. well yeah i mean there's gonna be a messy breakup that's basically what he's saying it's and he's just gonna figure it out until that messy breakup happens and it's gonna be it's gonna be part of the show yeah and i i like as well this kind of like you know might as well enjoy the view yeah (laughs) like all these little rhymes he finds so he can get to the i'm your driver you're my screw you know the um but right now without further ado and just just kind of I don't know I, I like I like that this is a song that has kind of like a lot of you know even though the kind of the beat and everything is very straight ahead there's a nice little kind of wordplay going on throughout you know not least of, of course you know the, the title right um, but he, from that he's kind of built on all this this kind of stuff of like you know like uh, the little the little kind of wordplay throughout you know right. using different things well I particularly liked there is a line counterclockwise turn you around which it made me realize that it's like righty tighty lefty lucy you know for to remember <laughs> how, which way to turn the screw and yeah left is counterclockwise so you know she's getting looser she's getting more uh available for his 
amorous <laughs> advances, but she's also kind of coming undone and they're coming apart. So I thought that was kind of fun and interesting, but you know, yeah. Counter- I mean, that, I had to think about it a second. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's left. <laughs> yeah. That, that, and that, that's the thing as well. Like that is kind of like, again, some very kind of clever wordplay because it yeah. does take you a while before you're like, hold on a second. What is he talking about? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I don't know. This like to me, this 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 does feel. You know, this is something that's obviously uh, you know a lot of the stuff on Plectrum Electrum as well. It does feel like Prince. Uh, I don't know, not not trying to like recapture his youth, but certainly trying to you know um, have like a kind of a more like kind of his mindset from when he was in his twenties and thirties. Right. And this feels like a song that you know Prince kind of in his twenties would have sung, or you know, if it had ended up on an MPG album, I'm guessing there probably would have been you know some swearing in the song as well. Oh, I'm sure. Um, you know, he's, he's kind of obviously restraining himself still a little bit, but the fact that he's willing to kind of say, you're my screw, like over mm-hmm. and over again, towards right. the end of the song with the repetition, yeah. it feels like we've maybe, you know, maybe Larry Graham's influence has finally kind of subsided completely over Prince. And maybe he's just like, look, I'm, you know, I want I want to just make a song that's that's kind of fun and that has some wordplay in. Um, uh-huh. you know, it's a little suggestive, but not cursing yeah i appreciate um, but, that uh, yeah i, I and I, I think i think as well like the kind of towards the end where you do have that repetition of like that i'm your driver and you're my screw like it, that does kind of you know that that to me it kind of feels like the stuff that prince would do with like bambi or you know like kind of the early rock stuff that he would do where we'd have this repetition um, right and just kind of you know building up to the finish yeah um, just kind of hammer it home so to speak. Yeah. yeah. One one last time. Yes. You don't want to yeah. hammer a screw. I mean, you're just going to end up that's causing all kinds of mixed metaphors there. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just kind of, I kind of like, you know, this is to me again, this like, because of the kind of the, the way that Prince was collecting these, these two albums, uh, it, it doesn't feel like there's a strong through line on either of them, really. Like they're, you know, the, right. I would say that phase two is a bit more mature. Uh, and phase one is a bit more kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, kind of more, I don't know, loud, I guess I would say. Like, you know, the stuff that Josh Welton does on it is a bit more, um, you know, kind of trying to maybe get some stuff on the radio or I, I, I don't know what I don't know what the aim was. But, uh, you know, the fact that this track was recorded before either of phase one or two or even, you know, Plectrum Electrum or Artificial Age. Right. And the fact that it ends up taking like nearly three years before it gets on an album. Uh, I think it doesn't really kind of fit with the rest of this album, really, because it still feels like it's a holdover from like a previous, um, you know, project. It does. It feels like really this should have been somewhere on Plectrum Electrum. Um, mm, and I think, if, you know, if Hannah had been singing, you know, uh, I'm I'm your driver and you're my screw, I think that would have been even better. Than yeah. Prince, you know, like just singing. In. <laughs> I think it would have added like a different dimension to it. As it is, it feels like a very kind of like, you know, straightforward kind of rock song. Um, and I, I don't know, for me, I would say, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I enjoy the wordplay, so I would say four out of five. Um, but, you know, maybe three and a half, but, I'll, you know, I'll stick with the four. Um, you know, but it does kind of, and this particular album, like in terms of what Prince has put together here, it does feel a little bit out of place for me. No, uh, hmm. you know, when compared to kind of the more serious stuff like Baltimore, like, like right. the, to get to get this far into the album, then suddenly Prince is yelling, you know, I'm I'm your driver, you're my screw over and over again. It does kind of feel like it's slightly out of place. Um, mm. But you know, well, still, I listen to this in, more like insulary. Like I really just revisited this particular song 
um, to talk to you about it today. So for me, it's at like a pretty solid four out of five. I love the way his voice sounds. It's kind of raw and raspy and he doesn't sound like him, but it almost reminds me a little bit of like Willie Nelson and like, you know, he's an older man and he's got this kind of raspiness to his voice and that's kind of you know that's kind of where prince is at with this he's uh, you know he wasn't an old man ever because he never made it there but he it was it had a maturity that was almost kind of almost a raspy fun it was interesting to hear that in his voice. So for me, listening to this by itself, thinking of it as more of a single rather than in the context of the whole album, I'd say it's pretty solidly a four out of five for me. Yeah. Uh, and of course, interesting that, that this album was credited to Prince of the New Power Generation because it's right. like the kind of mix of different people that were involved on all the different songs is kind of it's kind of weird that for the one final time Prince was just like, Oh, it's it's the new power generation. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, I find that kind of I the kind of capriciousness as well quite fun where Prince is just like, Yeah, just credit it to the MPG. People are sticking in iTunes and it'll say Prince of the New Power Generation, they'll be like, Is this correct? This doesn't make any sense. What's going on? Is this the right album? Have I put the right CD in? Uh, you know, so I, I like I like when Prince kind of puzzles us a little bit. But yeah, this is this is some kind of great kind of wordplay from Prince. Wonderful, you know, straight ahead uh, drumming, and nice to kind of hear uh, you know John Blackwell kind of one last time. Although bizarrely enough, Prince obviously did some stuff with him after this, but it right. but it was then turned up on an earlier album. So stuff's all over the place in terms of you know when stuff got released. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This is. And and Prince kind of played this as well, you know, um, on kind of in 2013-14 with Third Eye Girl, which, like I say, makes sense, uh, you know, makes sense that the remix version, which is a couple of minutes longer, has them on as well. Uh, right. And... And then you know he he played it a few times on the uh, on the piano and a microphone tour, which I gotta say, if there's a recording of that somewhere out there, I would love to hear Prince kind of taking this, just on just banging away on a piano, singing "I'm Your Driver, You're My Screw" like over and over again. That's got to be something to hear. Uh, but yeah, the final performance of that was the 24th of February 2016 in New Zealand, uh, which mm-hmm. coincidentally is my brother's birthday. Uh, no 24th of february so yeah so uh yeah i don't know i i i think i think this is kind of interesting like this this period of you know prince of you know these final two albums you know the way that stuff was kind of released all over the place and then eventually prince seems to have arbitrarily picked like 11 songs are on this album 12 songs are on that album there we go phase one and two mm-hmm. um it feels like if he had lived a little bit more we probably would have got more of this of prince just releasing songs whenever he wanted and then eventually getting to a point where someone's like you need to put these on an album somewhere prince so we can start making money off them <laughs> yeah uh, well and i wonder if maybe it was just he was writing songs as they came to him rather than trying to kind of wrap them around like a central theme whereas you know like the love symbol album you know they all had like they were written around the same time and they all kind of had to do with a sort of a storyline whereas it seemed like he'd kind of really gotten away from that by you know the mid 20 teens he was he wasn't really writing an entire sitting down writing an entire album all at once i mean even with artificial age which you know t- technically speaking is meant to be you know some kind of concept there 
it does feel like there's still songs that were just kind of, you know, from other projects or older songs that just kind of Prince kind of put on the album. So it, yeah. it doesn't feel like, you know, he ever kind of sat down and was like, you know, here's 15 songs and then I'm going to kind of whittle them down to like 10 or something and that'll be Right. The album. No, it's like, um, I like this song, put it on the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I'd argue that 2010 probably was that. 2010 sounds like a lot of songs that were recorded roughly the same time and they have a similar production sound and they do kind of, uh, you know, as an album, I think they kind of fit together quite well. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it, you know, we can always speculate on what Prince would have done after this, but, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to get the answer. So um, there was a live video of this released, which took some of the performance, I think, from, uh, I want to say, I can't remember where they got performance from, but, um, you know, which has like um, the, which, you know, was part of that 30 seconds that came out in 2012 <laughs> um, and was, I think, taken from a couple of performances that they had done um uh you know in rehearsal spaces basically as they were mm. kind of you know mm-hmm. getting the whole third eye girl thing together um and you know i don't know it's it's a fun enough video because it it's kind yeah. of you know it has the energy that the the song has and the the way that it's cut together is kind of done really well uh i don't know that i can find any credit for who did that video uh but no. i think it, it was it's kind got of the same. just just the right amount of like cheesy acting at the beginning and the end <laughs> and then like a really solid performance video for the main chunk of the song that it's like the cheesiness at the beginning and the end is really endearing, at least as a Prince fan to me, it's really endearing. And then, you know, a really solid performance is great. So, yeah. Um, So I feel like we said about as much as we can about screwdriver. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Absolutely. Um, my husband and I host a podcast together also about Prince. It's called The Mountains and the Sea, where we find highs and lows of each and every Prince album. And we look at ancillary material, B-sides, related artists, stuff like that. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast, And I also have a true crime podcast where we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment. That's called Killer Fun. You can find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod. And both of those are available anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Christy. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for doing this project. I have loved this podcast. I've loved being a guest. I've loved being a listener. So thank you for it. No problem. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye. Just came to tell y'all From the darkest desperation To the highest bliss Power to the ones aware Big city.